All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome to Planting Seeds for Prairie Truth number 46. This is a bit of a surprise broadcast. Um, we are trying something new here tonight, which uh, I know is something that I say often at the beginning of uh, shows because we're always trying to uh, get better and try, uh, try stuff new and better engage with the audience. Um, tonight, we are recording our first podcast um, uh, for a Every episode, for most episodes up to this point, we have been doing a live audio broadcast on YouTube that's basically like a, a podcast, um, but we're done with that. We're trying to go with live uh, video on YouTube, so we are streaming live video on YouTube right now, and of course, live streaming on Facebook again, so welcome audiences from both, and as you see here with the microphone and the whole computer set up here... <laughs> Right now, we are using this to run uh, a, a podcast, which we're going to be hoping uh, works all uh, all good, and um, we will be podcasting or hosting the podcasts on a um, a website called Podbean, so podbean.com, and as soon as uh, this broadcast is done tonight, and I'll be talking about this a little more towards the end of the show, but as soon as this broadcast is done tonight, we will get uh, this uh, the podcast up on podbean.com and our our, our, uh, our new page there, our new uh, uh, platform there, and um, start to share it around and see how things go. So we're very excited. I've been wanting to get into the world of podcasting for quite some time now, and so hopefully finally tonight is our big leap forward into that uh, while we can do more live video streaming on all the other platforms that, uh, that we have always enjoyed live streaming off of. So... Um, without further ado, let's get into the big stories of uh, of uh, the last week. And I, I should also state that I know um, that uh, actually, no, there's a few things I have to quickly go over <laughs> before we get into the top story. One sec, one moment. Um, um, I, I I know that uh, last week on our last broadcast on episode number forty five, I said that uh, we might just be going um, live with our next episode on Halloween night. And we decided to do this live broadcast here tonight as a bit of a surprise, just because we had some uh, a good list of things to talk about, and we want to try to do more than just one show a week, if, uh, you know, when we can. And so I think we'll probably go live again on Halloween night, you know, to talk a little bit about trigger treat and other things like that, which we will be talking about here again tonight, of course. And so don't worry, we're still going to do a Halloween broadcast because I made, you know, I, there was a few comments about that uh, in the uh, in the chat last week, so. I wanted to make sure to not disappoint anybody with thinking that we're going to just do the episode tonight and then not go live on Halloween. We totally will. Um, another thing, of course, I have to mention is a big hello to my beautiful girlfriend, my injured and beautiful girlfriend, <laughs> Mandy, and camerawoman Mandy, who is behind the cameras right now of both YouTube and Facebook, and of course, who is live in the chat rooms right now. So please, uh, questions, comments, concerns... Concerns for her health. She's got a sprained ankle. <laughs> sprained her ankle playing ball hockey yesterday. Um, so, you know, uh, but took it took it like a champ. And I'm sure we'll be back out there uh, to, to join um, our ball hockey team, uh, very our co-ed ball hockey team, uh, uh, as soon as possible as we are getting closer to the playoffs. So, Mandy, we're going to need you out there. I will be back shortly. There we go. There we go. But, yes, and she's... And Ryan Hudson says, what's up? Oh, uh, you know, just uh, just doing my thing. Just doing the Prairie Truth thing. Hey Ryan, how you doing? Thanks for uh, thanks for watching. Please, uh, you know, share the show around, share the links around, so that other people can come and uh, come and join. This is alternative media, citizen journalism. This is uh, how we uh, how we do. This is how we grow. It's all grassroots. You know, I don't get funded by anybody, as you can tell. I'm doing this show pretty much in a corner of my bedroom, <laughs> our bedroom. Yes, um, and you know, and Winnipeg Alternative Media have been around for over five years, um, all without any type of sponsorship or, or major funding whatsoever, all grassroots, all citizen journalism. Uh, I'd love to get a dot-com back again sometime soon. Uh, but anyways, I could go on and on and on and on. So yes, please always help us out, always share, and always give us stories and talking points as well too. It's citizen journalism for, uh, for a reason, right? You can always get involved. You can always be a part. You can send us pictures and videos and stuff at any time and, and get involved. Okay, so there, now that I've done my like random little diatribe that I like seem to almost start every, I always do a monologue. This is, you know, uh, this is sort of like my late night show, right? So I always like to start off with a good monologue, I think, you know, and, and hopefully get the audience giggling maybe just a little bit from time to time. It's a good way to start off a show that then was going to usually delve into very serious things afterwards. Um, but anyhow, so cheers 
everybody, welcome once again to the Prairie Truth, planting seeds for Prairie Truth, number 46. Um, I have once again have Moosehead, and yes, this is a mug that has my name on it. I got it for playing some uh, some aisle music on my guitar at uh, my brother's wedding, you know, so I got this gift for doing that service. It's a beautiful mug. It's absolutely gorgeous. Okay, and there we go. Okay, so to start things off with, um, I know if you are a follower of ours, you've seen all the stink that we've been uh, making about, you know, the whole flu shot and flu season thing. And of course, that is on the docket for tonight. It is in the title. Um, but we are going to be start things off with a bit of a smaller story. Um, but it is is equally disturbing, I must say. And it is this story right here. Here's the title for you. This is um, CBC News from what? I know, see, but yeah, it's from Winnipeg, um, and it's from just, what, a handful of days ago, really? The yeah, the 26th. There we go. Okay. Um, letting kids walk to neighborhood bakery felt like a reasonable choice, says mom, investigated by CFS. So this is a mother who, okay, well, I, I guess I'll read a little bit of the CBC article here. I mean, of course, I know the story. Winnipeg's um, Katharina Nuss, or Noose, uh, wants province to relax rule that says children under 12 can't go uh, out unaccompanied. Well, yeah, probably because her and everybody else over the age of like 16, 17. I don't know how long this type of really awkward, uh, you know, mentality has been around. This kind of really awkward, you know, overbearing. And, and just the idea of this being like government, right? And this being CFS, who has, who does so many other wrong and horrendous things and, uh, you know, and goes without good checks and balances and, you know, basically gets to rewrite the law whenever they want and can act lawless, so on and so forth. For them to be so influential in society and, be, and so influential in this sort of, you know, just scare people out of the norm, scare people out of proper parenting, and, and, and in that sort of teach people that whole sort of, you know, oh, the state gets to raise the parents kind of thing. And I, I, I should go into this a little more, actually. <clears throat> and I'm going to. There's going to be a lot of avenues that we can take into this story. Anyhow, so it's very, very frightening, right? Um, and so, of course, this mother is not asking for anything that seems outlandish, and I don't think many people around even believe that it is outlandish. I mean, really, it, the more people you find that, that read this story and go like, yeah, wow, I'm really glad that, you know, that there's people out there that are, are helping out or whatever. I'm really glad that the CFS is, is you know, concerned. Uh, I don't know. Uh, go take a vac long vacation or take a long nap or something or do um, help to improve your own life better because if that's your opinion that I think you, you've you've clearly got something fundamentally a little bit wrong with you right now that you should probably be a little more focused on you probably are not a very well-centered or positive or happy person but anyhow um, so here we go a Winnipeg mother says she was reported to child and family services for letting her children walk by themselves to buy some bread I was within earshot. I could see them, Katharina, Katharina said, of uh, the summertime outing uh, her children. Uh, said of the summertime outing her children. Okay, ages seven and three, uh, took to the neighborhood bakery. Yeah. So a couple kids walked down the street as their mother watched them go to a bakery. Her kids knew the neighborhood and employees at the Wolseley store, uh, she said, and, and she was watching her seven-year-old and three-year-old son from a half block away i could have been there in less than less than a minute if anybody had fallen if anything had come up i deliberately decided to not to let them go and it felt like a reasonable choice apparently the ch uh, the, um, the child and family services employee who showed up at her door a month later um with questions felt it wasn't Children under the age of 12 cannot be left or allowed to go out without reasonable provision being made for the supervision and safety of the child. Okay, so I know I guess this is going to get a whole bunch of backlash still because people are going to say, oh, but it's under 12, under 12. I mean, can't you just wait till 12? Excuse me? I was walking my, uh, my two younger brothers home from school before I was 12 years old. 
I was going out all day long with them at the parks, riding our bikes around. Um, they would be following me around while I was with my friends. So uh, me and a bunch of other goofballs my age at like, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, whatever. And my youngest, my two younger brothers all following me around, doing whatever, messing around, you know, with their own friends, whatever. We were out there all day long in a park without any parents' eyes on us. Yeah, yeah, my brother sometimes being like six, seven years old. So, okay, so a 10-year-old with a six and a seven-year-old or, or a six and an eight-year-old. All right, and, and so how many, okay, and so how disastrous is that, right? I mean, you know, there we are riding our bikes around through bushes, doing little jumps and pop a wheelies off of stuff. We fell into thorn bushes sometimes and got thorn, I mean, on and on and on. This is a parent watching them walk down the street to the bakery. Okay, and the fact that, the, here's the, the, one of the first things that needs to be just like, pointed out, of course, is that the supposed hero in the story is supposed to be the absolute loser, loser, all right, goofball, I don't care if even if they're really a good person, but I got it wrong, you know, that they just did this one, they made a mistake, they really, I mean, how many excuses can you make up? Oh, they live in the same neighborhood, they called the cops or something, they called CFS, they called somebody, somebody in the neighborhood called CFS, who had to the... That's right, yeah. And that person, what, lives in that neighborhood and doesn't know those kids? Couldn't look up and down the street and see the mother? Like, what kind of absolute moron? Even if it's just them on their worst day, I don't care. In that moment, when you did that thing, you are one of the world's biggest douchebags right there, okay? Unex inexcusable, you can't escape it. There's no, all of a sudden, you know, yeah, well, once I helped an old lady across the street, okay, well, you canceled that out. Because now you did this to the world, and it, it caused a news story, you know, and all this lousy bullshit to then have to be paraded around in front of us again about uh, about the state owning your kids, um, and and how people, I guess, will suckle up to that. See, the person who called this in is 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 okay with that mentality. In fact, they're the one. I guess they're pushing it. They're selling it. Uh, you know, they're, they they fully buy in that it's okay, you know, just, hey, take a look at those two kids walking down the street. Forget trying to understand the situation at all. Pick up the phone and call some authorities. What kind of 1984 Orwellian garbage is that? I mean, absolutely ridiculous. And, of course, boom, there's CFS to say, like, well, that sounds like a possible paycheck. So we're at the door. Let's go torture a family. Let's go ruin her good reputation in the community. Let's go screw with her kids. It doesn't matter to them. Look at the sickness you bring on to a whole community, especially an entire family and everybody that they know as far as I'm concerned because they're in the news now because the mother's standing up for herself, but she has to stand up for herself in this way and position herself like this because of some idiot in the community that is that big of like a status, that big of a suck up, that big of a wuss, that big of an absolute degenerate piece of crap that he's going to pick up a phone and, 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 and rat her out. Hey, 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 some lady's letting her kids walk to the bakery. Sick. Uh, you know what? The, the owner of the bakery should stand up and be like, hey, I'm a, I, I work in the community here. I own a community business. I, kinda, I, I like what she's doing. I mean, if the guy, if, if the owner or the employees of the bakery are over 30 years old, I would imagine they might understand this. So they should go stand up for her is what should be done. And if anybody knows the bakery that's at question, not at question here, but I'm, that I'm kind of putting in question, uh, you know, pass this along to them. Maybe you guys could help out a little bit. Maybe communities should stand for one another. Yeah, see, that's the other thing missing here. So I, I don't think that that one idiot that makes that phone call is the community. I think he's the one idiot in that situation. So maybe you should route him. Well, not route him out, but maybe you should just send the message back that you can be better and stronger than that as a community and not have to rat people out to authorities to try to take care of such simple, simple, simple matters that only take simple, simple, simple bits of investigation, like maybe poking your head outside the door and using your friggin' eyeballs to understand that there's nothing to complain about, you jackass. Maybe, the, maybe a community should stand up and be able to say those things to go save a mother and help a family out. Yeah, that would be doing some damn good now, wouldn't it? But no, no, no. Of course, it's 2018. Let's go Twilight Zone and let the idiot win.
Well, you know what? I say I don't think so. There needs to be something done about crap like this. When this kind of thing happens, good citizens, good people should should say, I don't think so. And, and basically put up enough of a stink so that the opposite kind of story then has to be written. Right? So, so that people that actually want that, and this is, a, this is what I wanted to make sure to get to is because it's this sick, sad little thing, right? Because it's super leftist and super like a modern liberal thing where and I work in childcare. So I know this, right? Um, is they do this whole, uh, it takes a, it takes a village. They all say, right now, this is the new, this is the new family version of living, which by the way, is backed up and paid for by probably almost, I could probably imagine that the kinds of, uh, areas and the places that that kind of teaching really comes from is literally all the way from the top dog of like the new world order, the top dog of globalism, maybe all the way up to United Nations and whatever else that push the whole, oh yeah, it's, it takes a village. It it's always about the children, right? Easiest way to go get someone to buy onto a bunch of horse crap, right? Pretend that you're going to be saving the children. Um, and so in the schools and in childcare and all kinds of different ways about bathing it into a communal sense, it's this whole, you know, it's the global village, right? The global village. So it takes a village to raise your kids. So it can't just be mom and dad. Bad enough that they already spend so much time at school and so much time at daycares because mom and dad have to work so much to try to pay the taxes on everything, right? But never mind that. That's not a good argument. That's not a good conversation for these dipshit millennials and these, uh, I mean, even people our age, even like my age, I should say, some of the, the, the 30 sums or whatever that actually f believe this crap. That never mind about the actual problems facing you as an adult trying to raise a family, but it, give up more to other people. Ask for more and more and more help. And, and, and say that it takes a village. You know what? Well, it takes a village is probably the same kind of mentality that goofball uh, that phone CFS was believing. Okay? That's what you've pushed. Is a belief of that it doesn't really matter what's going on with the actual family. It doesn't take a village. They're going to school and going to daycares and back. But yeah, okay, so good. There's good people out there that care for them. Well, as there should be. But we don't need a big banner. We don't need a big title saying, oh, it takes a village. No, 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 trust me. No, families are, are like, where's the word family? Where's the, it takes a family. Because you've got so many families that split up all the time now. Where's the it takes a family thing? It takes a village. So the guy down the street's helping me raise my kids? I don't fucking think so. Ryan said nanny state. Yeah, nanny state. Exactly. It absolutely is nanny state. Yeah, so it's... It's, it's always so sad when you see a story like this just like, you know, hit so close to home and be... The kind of thing that also just useless, like CBC News, like, way to go. You didn't stand up for this family much either, did you? This is just some little fluff story for you. Deprived of freedom. Yeah, here we go. Here's one of the last bits of the story. Uh, the way it's interpreted, we're depriving our children of an important opportunity. Um, and we're not ultimately keeping them safer. If they don't learn the skills, they won't be safer. It's talking, oh, there we go. So the mother, I mean, thank you, CBC, I guess, for running running her good her good statements there because that's a beauty. You know, no knows to say better things than anybody involved in even just presenting the story, I guess, which is good. They don't have to say it for her. But, you know, nobody on the side of a, of a journalist is going to say, like, you know, we could put some numbers together. I mean, like, you could go do some investigative journalism there and put some numbers together about the amount of uh, kids, you know, uh, nowadays who, uh, I don't know. What does CFS do? Break up the family. All right, so how many kids uh, How many kids get involved in crime? How many kids get involved in all kinds of stuff when they're not given some freedom but also have their families destroyed? Go put all those numbers together. Go put the numbers together about, you know, the more you bubble wrap kids and keep them inside and let them watch uh, uh, video games and television all day, how they turn out. Um, go put the numbers together about if CFS comes and breaks up the family, especially for, I mean, not especially for, but imagine this being a, a co more common thing, breaking up the family because you want to ha have your kids be comfortable in their neighborhood, 
and you're actually doing the proper parental bits of like you know supervision to um, to try to exercise, be more comfortable in your neighborhood. Go break you up because of that. Go hassle you because of that. And how how uh, go do the studies on how kids are going to turn out because of that. How kids uh, are going to turn out when they ha when they have to grow up with that kind of going on, or if they were actually separated from their parents, or if this kind of stress on the family splits up the parents. Go do the numbers on how that turns out. But no, it's just a, it's, it's a fluff story for CBC, but thank God we have a mother here that seriously has, that has, has her head on right. And good for you. So kudos to that mother. What's that name again? I'm, we're going we're gonna to send her an email or something. Let's send her a message. We should try to do an interview about how, like, uh, how you kind of took on this whole thing and were an, were an absolute champion. And if anybody knows this Winnipegger, please... Let her know do something. Help me out here that I'm looking for her. I'm going to start actually more actively looking for her right away. I'm kind of coming up with this as I'm saying this here. But yeah, Katharina Noose, N-U-S-S. Katharina Noose, Noose. Yeah. Two thumbs up there, girl. Beautiful. Awesome. Love it. Uh, you, you, done, you done good. And so keep it up. And challenge those losers in your neighborhood. And challenge the mainstream media and the CFS on clearly wanting to run some one-sided bullcrap with that don't let them get away with it it's all for the all for the birds as they would okay, say so all for the birds ah great good to hear abitibi thank you very much and uh, thank you to everybody who is uh, commenting and saying hello out there Welcome, welcome. If it's your first time, we uh, love to, we you know, super happy to have you aboard. And, uh, you know, please go share around the links, the page, the broadcast and stuff like that to invite more into the fold. Um, CPP, we're talking about Canadian Pension Plan? Well, the globalists want to steal it. We know that. They want to steal it from all the West. Uh, you know, right in line with, the, um, you know, the major banksters, the Federal Reserve. And we've got our, uh, you know, InfoWars and the Fed arrest the banksters right here. We know how much the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, you know, the JP Morgans and such have been uh, continually trying to manipulate the system and, and attack the West with overtaxation to cripple the economy, break the backs of the, uh, of the current workers and the current possible entrepreneurs and... Uh, uh, and you know, and true red blood that can get back into the economy, and, and and you know, and 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 try to help make things better again, and try to cap that off and cut that off at the knees, and in that, steal CPP and 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 um and you know and wreck retirement plans for the next generation, and so on and so forth. And we've we've seen that agenda being passed down, um for the last for the last several governments now. Um, and that goes, you know, from the United States, uh, Canada, and uh, and even abroad in, in Europe. Um, and you see what's happening in the EU as well, too. I mean, Italy, Greece, so many countries over the last year or two years um, have been had to go up in arms about the globalist stealing of their pension plans, of their of uh, their retirement plans, basically, and what they've been working for their whole lives in those countries. And we know that, of course, that agenda has been slated to even to to grow further here. Oh, sorry. Okay, the Canadian People's Party. Um, yeah, the, the Max, Mad Max, Maxime Bernier. I've been talking about that a lot over the last few weeks. I mean, like at almost every broadcast, I have people asking me about Mad Max. Um, you know, I'd, I'd say definitely go check out his interview with Dan Dix uh, from Press for Truth. Um, that is on YouTube and probably a few other places. Um, but I'm all for it. I mean, I, I was, I've been. Years ago, and you can go find this on our YouTube page, we have, uh, you know, uh, stuff about the um, Canadian Action Party uh, from old Paul T. Hellier and stuff like that. And um, and it's very much the similar type of platform what Mad Max is talking about, you know, that sort of, you know, that uh, the Bank of Canada going back to the people, uh, you know, going back to uh, a better sort of like, you know, uh, raw material, gold, silver reserve type of monetary system which is sort of getting off the globalist uh, plantation. Um, 
you know, the, the ideas of some of the ideas about borders and, you know, what a real sovereign nation, you know, can be, uh, you know, in its own true freedom uh, and such. I, I mean, I, yeah, those are ideas that because I'm a libertarian, they're very libertarian minded ideas that I very much stand for. I'm sure he's very much for putting an end to the drug war for the, for the most part as well, too. I think I've heard stuff about that. So, no, I like it I, and I'm all for it. Um, I want I need I, it needs to grow. And of course, it's going to take a little bit of time for it to grow. Um, but, you know. I love the Libertarian Party of Canada. You know, Tim Moen's still doing some very good things there. So Tim Moen and Mad Max, I, I have, I think I've even heard whispers about a possible relationship there. I think that's kind of neat. So there's a whole bunch of stuff probably gelling behind the scenes right now or, 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 or you know, or possibly beginning to wonder about gelling. I don't know. Uh, and so it's in a very exciting future for those kinds of things. It's a very exciting future for sort of a... A, a different party in Canada, a libertarian-minded party, so on and so forth. Um, and uh, there's so much more conversation to be had there, I'm sure. But we have more questions and comments. Um, Abitibi said, Maxime Bernier is a lawyer. Don't get fooled. He's thrown to you by and for the Quebec Bar Association. Sure, He's sure. far from clean. Sure. Um, and you know what? That's a very, very fair point. Um, and, of course, in most politics that's what you're going to find right that even sometimes some of the best ideas that are presented are still going to have of course different parts of their history or even different parts of their agenda uh, for the future that um are going to be questionable and so do we know everything about mad max right now and his possible future plans no no but i am going to still call it exciting there is possible exciting things that can happen there is possible and I shouldn't just say exciting. There is possible positive things that can happen with this in the political future for Canada. Um, they have, they're very much yet to be seen right now. And uh, nobody should be jumping to conclusions because that would be uh, nearsighted and, and ignorant. And as Abitibi just pointed out, it could be proven that way maybe even very quickly. So, yeah, thanks for the comment, Abitibi. And you, you, ha you have to be patient and you have to watch these things play out for a bit. And if you really want to know, then you got to be on, you got to you got to put on your journalist hat. You got to go do some research and go really find out the history of Mad Max, the history of some of the things he's talking about. Go check out the Canadian Action Party, I would say as well too, and what they used to be and what they wanted to be. And go check out the Libertarian Party. And then, you know, start to go make some educated decisions of yourself. Or for yourself. Sorry. Okay. So, another guy, I hope I say his name right, Melvinder. Okay. Said, your thoughts on the migrant caravan. Oh. Happened in the U.S. Well, we talked about that last week. And I have that on my list right here to talk about this week. Because, of course, there has been uh, some updates on the story. Um, but, um, we're almost getting a little too far drawn into just doing a question and answer period from, this is great. Actually, this is what, what I've always said I've really wanted is, is to continue to have more and more just uh, conversation with the audience. So, okay, you know what? I'm going to take you up on that one, but I do want to make a note of that as the title of this uh, episode does state, I do want to do a good conversation about, um, about, you know, the whole flu shots and flu season thing that we've been polling social media on as well too. But you know what? Even if the big story gets held to last, uh, the only sad thing is that makes me more like mainstream media because mainstream media usually always, you know, the first time you see their big things, like, here's coming up on the news tonight. And their first big story, they make you wait sometimes like several, several minutes for or several segments for. But no, I'm, <laughs> that's okay. Um, I, yeah, I got a lot to say about flu shots and stuff and a lot to say about the conversation we've been having over social media on that, but we're going to get to that. Okay, so the migrant caravan. The most incredible thing that's happened with the migrant caravan thing over the past uh, several days, or the past not even week since our last broadcast, is the fact that with any of the possible questions or concerns about it being, um, I don't know, about it being... Mm, super peaceful about it being all about just i don't know just refugees needing asylum asylum seeking and so on and so forth that they were offered help assistance i don't want to say asylum necessarily but assistance from from mexico and this has to do with like multiple multiple news sources saying this and they were turned down like basically anybody in mexico that's saying like hey you know, what can we do to help you? You need some, you know, you need a place to stay. You need some food. You need some water. Do you need our government to try to step in and, uh, you know, what's going on and so on and so forth. It's going, it's going down as a no across the board. The, and of course, what that makes it seem like as the, as the, you know, as the, uh, as the troops march on and as the border uh, around the U.S. 
and Mexico gets increasingly more militarized, as we have expected, as we had been... And see, it's so dicey about how that goes as well, too. And I guess we need to have this conversation. But yeah, so so it's 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 really starting to get a lot more heated around that border. It's really going to start to become more of a face-to-face showdown. Not just border jumpers and people chasing people. Not just, yeah, people getting, you know, chased around a ditch or chased around a desert. Chased up a tree. <laughs> It's not going to be that anymore. Or at least if this is the way that it's supposed to go, it's certainly not going to be that way for very long at all. And it's very, very tough to say, unless you were to hear it directly from somebody living close to that border, exactly what's going on, because we can't trust mainstream media, right? How much could be going on at any one part of the U.S.-Mexican border um, that is actually getting out of control, getting violent, Especially if it was coming from the Mexican side first, you'd have to imagine because all of mainstream media in, well, the world basically, but let's just stick with the United States. All mainstream media in the United States for the, for the, for the most part is anti-Trump. And so, of course, Trump and the whole wall thing and, you know, well, we all hate Trump's everything to say with immigration, even though several of the past presidents all said the same thing. But... Uh, in fact, some of them had harsher rules, but never mind that because Trump sucks and he's literally Hitler. And so if Mexicans were seen doing something dangerous or something nasty at the border, you're not going to see it. I mean, it, it should be pretty easy to imagine that there's a really good chance you're not going to see it. And that presents a gigantic problem. So, I mean, like what? We need like Infowars or uh, or somebody, anybody. Uh, I don't care who it is. Literally, uh, uh, Texas citizens or whatever it might be to get down there. And if there's anything going on that you know is not going to be seen you know, to the majority of people, you got to be the ones to get down there and try to get it out there. Any alternative media, any citizen journalism, has to get get down there and i mean and i'm not saying just do it anyways if it's it's, especially if it's extremely dangerous or if you're not comfortable with it but that might be one of the only ways that we get some of the better information on this story because i would imagine the worse it gets the more skewed that the information and the more skewed the footage and everything else is going to get you know they're going to try to pick things right it's going to be and both sides will do this right the you know the right and the conservatives the republicans will pick certain things and say oh look 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 and the other side is going to do the same thing. We know, especially the mainstream media like CNN, MSNBC, uh, all of Hollywood, um, almost every major print throughout the United States of America is all super anti-Trump, super leftist, um, super Democrat. So it just skews the information that much more. And of course, these people have control over social media as well. So the more that the American-Mexican border gets heated up and the more information that you would expect to start seeing from it, the more skewed and the more combative it's going to get because of its indifference. And uh, that's going to be a gigantic problem that I could only imagine is going to spark even just worse problems and people arguing about just simply that fact alone. Uh, I mean, the discourse is going to be incredible. And how many different ways can that be played off of, Uh, you know, by the tech giants, by, uh, you know, by Silicon Valley, by the New World Order, right, by globalists, by the ones wanting to collapse the West. Uh, It's going to be played on really, really hard by the Democratic Party of, of America, of course. It's going to be played on really, 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 really hard. And there's a good chance that if things get do uh, things do get very heated, it'll only equal more um, uh, clamping down on social media, right? And that will just be right in their wheelhouse. So bring it on, right? It's problem reaction problem reaction solution. It's the Hegelian dialectic, all the way, as per usual. Uh, we had predicted this. We had called this. Most alternative media had called this. Of course, again. Largely started from InfoWars going back probably just mu- like months ago, predicting almost this exact type of thing. Like it's almost frightening about how, uh, how, how close this type of prediction really gets. Well, along with some of the things that's happened, let's see, since we got to go from this to the, the next one, right? The Pittsburgh shooting. <laughs> this guy said also there has also been a shooting. Trump to blame, right? Of course, right? I mean, even though the guy is a, a openly hated Trump over all social media and openly hated Jews, apparently screamed all Jews must die to the police officers. Somehow that has to do with violent rhetoric from Trump. And I heard the only thing I heard that was even somewhat credible. And trust me, I mean, I'm using somewhat very strongly. 
um, was that a, uh, there was once um, some sort of rally about uh, about Jews in America where Trump said something like there was good people on both sides. Like there was some comment of his where he said that there was good people on there was fine people on both sides. I'm not sure about exactly what was going on at the rally entirely. I know there was some 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 you know some probably some some stupid things said. But okay, so okay, there, there was fine people on both sides. Well, must be a Jew hater. Must have uh, done as much as he could to put uh, put the, the brainwashing language in through the mainstream media that all hates Trump to the guy to the shooter to say, "Hey, go kill some Jews for Trump." Yeah, that's definitely what happened. What in the hell kind of cockamamie, ridiculous bullcrap? And then a bunch of people from Hollywood again. People, it, it, look, if, you, if you're not a real, actual, like, good journalist, get off of Twitter. Because you're all being subdued by celebrities who are mindless and are probably not even the ones putting the crap on their Twitter to begin with. I mean, every bit of their lives are run by PR agents and, and, and a firm, literally a firm of people who run their lives. Every time they're seen out in the public for a photo shoot for whatever magazine, it's organized. In fact, a lot of the times they get some money to show up so all the people with the right cameras and working for the right people can be there. I've said this time and time again, I've done full reports on this. And people are eating that up now. Oh, celebrities. Celebrities are so mad at Trump about Pittsburgh. Who cares? What does that, what does that mean? What, 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 what does that, just think about it. Like, just really, what does that mean? A celebrity, somebody was off, whoever, wherever else, filming some bullshit in Hollywood or I don't care where who has no political sciences, no political, really, and has never said anything political ever before. It became super cool to just go and randomly attack one man. That's it. Just, that's it. One guy, Mr. Donald Trump. That's it. However that ridiculous magic occurred, that's the thing, right? Literally Hitler. And so uh, some random, like Alyssa Milano is another one. Alyssa Milano. The only thing she's ever been worth to even her own frickin' career was when she did the workout videos that probably a good half total losers in America jerked off to. That's it. That's it. Yeah, who's the boss? That's not even as important as you got the workout videos that a bunch of losers in the U.S. all jerked off to. That's it. That's, that, that is your career in a nutshell. And now you're on Twitter going like, <laughs> it gets... What, they probably put it up on CNN? It gets, it, it, this is total idiocracy. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just a, a culture of absolute nonsense. Real ideas and real forthrightedness get, you know, gets, gets uh, uh, put on the back burner, gets insulted, gets ripped down, gets shredded, gets made fun of, gets demoralized, gets, gets actually violent attacks against. But being a total cookie cutter, absolute moral, moralless, or immoral, I should say, immoral, sorry, loser gets a kiss up to all things popular and all things, um, you know, authoritative, all things in charge of something is of course worshiped loved and now promoted to no longer just an extent of of something that's like oh well yeah you have your in crowd and you have your blah 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 whoever else you have cliques and like no this isn't high school this is now the 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 the, the shaping of the like of the world like of a total culture here of that everything sits all on this one big side that all sounds the same and all is extremely violent and hate-filled and, and, and don't even really like the idea of strong, positive futures. They kind of like more complaining and dramatizing and being stuck in the muck as some sort of like, 
you know, struggle to survive, like it's their way of proving that they are still alive kind of thing because they don't have much else to prove that they're still alive. They're soulless. That, there's that. And then there's just this little glimmer of everything else. Challenging the establishment. Ooh, ooh. challenging um, a, a narrative of a guy walked into a synagogue who's a Jew hater and shot a bunch of people. Oh, well, everybody goes, that's Trump's fault. And anybody who goes, that doesn't even make sense that you could just say that right now is, oh, well, now you're literally Hitler too. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's supposed to be an adult society? That's an adult society. Oh boy. Am I ever going to need a lot more moose head? An expensive scotch. Ridiculous. It's just so sad. Uh, I, I, I could go on and on and on and on and on and on. And it's just ridiculously sad. I will say this. If Trump is to blame, then let's do just one little bit of fact checking and back checking here. That would mean without a shadow of a doubt, a shadow of a doubt, that President Obama, who literally praised Black Lives Matter, would be completely involved in the killing of multiple police officers who were killed by members of Black Lives Matter. So we have Trump, who said nothing about go kill Jews, totally involved in the shooting of a synagogue. Then we have the president that came before him, who literally went on record saying Black Lives Matter. <clears throat> and Black Lives Matter went out and, and, and supported and promoted and celebrated the killing of cops. Go ahead and try to make your distinction against me here. I'd love to fight. But uh, that's, that's rather disturbing. Okay, that's rather disturbing. Uh, to fa the fact that I don't even know what your your what your your note. Oh, it was the other bit of violent rhetoric from Trump. Something about another thing that he said on Twitter. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. One of the people that got uh, sent uh, the fake pipe bomb that was never ever meant to explode or whatever. Trump said uh, it went on it went uh, on on like an interview and Trump said he acted deranged and he insulted him or whatever. And then of course like oh. Well, the guy almost got killed by a fake pipe bomb that was pretty much proven as a fake pipe bomb. And then Trump makes fun of him. And oh, my God, <laughs> it's just ridiculousness. I mean, you people are supposed to be kind of pretending to be adults sometimes, right? You do know that? No, it's okay that you don't. It makes it that much more fun for our side. Um, and you sound like just the worst, worst spoiled children imaginable. I mean, I don't believe really in the diagnosis of ADD or ADHD, but you guys would fit the bill if anybody does because it's just a bunch of like nattering and twitching and, and finger pointing. And then you, and then it was you, and then it was you. Sheesh. Um, so this guy says, and George Soros didn't do anything at all. And TDS, I don't know what TDS means. Um, Abitini said, social media brought to you by DARPA, a big and big DARPA. corporations, tech giants, and Silicon Valley is not by and from the people. It's sad, but it's not ours. Greed gains for the masses, the 2,000-year-old <laughs> trick from the rich man. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, those are all very good comments. I don't even think I need to say much um, on any of those comments. I think those are all wonderful comments. I don't so. know what TDS is. Not sure either. TDS, please explain. TDS, um, touchdown syndrome. Is that, is that a football thing? I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty lame joke. <laughs> you can uh, boo me for that one right there, like thumbs wow, down. Wow. Eh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, we got sound effects on the show now. Now we're really getting that much further into a radio style broadcast. <laughs> okay. All right. So finally, I'm gonna move on to the flu shots thing. Now we've been running a poll over all kinds of social media. On Facebook, shared it around a bunch on Facebook, um, on Twitter, and on Instagram, and now here on the show. On the show. On the show. This is a live video poll. <laughs> Please comment in the uh, comment section right now. And here was the poll, if you haven't caught it already. 
Um, do you get the flu shot every year? Or let's just even say for right now, for the sake of just this broadcast, did you get the flu shot this year? And if so, did you get the flu shot last year? And if so, give us some feedback. So, what an interesting conversation. Uh, I've been talking about flu shots. I've been talking about vaccines ever since the basically the start of Winnipeg Alternative Media. But I have certainly been talking about the flu shot more and more every year because, surprisingly enough, more and more every year, it just keeps getting pushed more and more. I see more and more people understanding the truth. I see more and more people saying, I don't get it. I don't understand the push. I have no idea why the pregnant mothers and the infants and blah, blah, blah are all getting it. It just, it's too much. It's too much. You know, it's scaring people away kind of in a sort of like a natural, you know, it's, you know, people's natural instincts are kicking in and going, this doesn't make sense. This is too much. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't seem logical anymore, so I'm going to just start to say no. That, that seems like maybe I'm, I'm being asked to do something against my will. It seems a little much for me. I'm backing out. Good. I've been waiting for that process to finally be adhered to and kind of engaged by humanity. Because it, it's, it makes sense. Um, it's, it's the way I felt years ago when I made the choice myself to look into the whole situation. And so, finally, for the first time ever, we put out a really good poll about it. I think we might have done this years ago when we were still running our own .com. But, uh, yeah, we did this over social media, and it works far better anyways that way. And on uh, on Facebook, we have got tons, uh, tons of votes already. In fact, the thing's only been up for, like, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I think it's just about going on 24 hours right now. I'm about, I'm about to call it up here for you guys. Maybe said, no flu shot, why would I willingly be poisoned? Well, yeah, we'll get into some of the... Uh, the, the uh, key points about this right here and this uh yeah but anyways i wanted to, to quickly just put up the poll for everyone to see so we did the poll on twitter and instagram as well too uh, those kinds of things don't get seen as often so on instagram it's only got a few votes but the votes all for no nobody's you know nobody's saying yeah i got it yeah I, you know i want to get it or anything like that and then there is um the poll that we put up on twitter that's only got a few votes as well too but again the votes are all for no No, you know, not getting a flu shot, not doing it, uh, see it as unimportant, you know, so on and so forth. And we did put out a post on our Facebook page about this just before we put out the poll as well, too. Sort of to prime everybody, I guess. Uh, And yeah, so it's not too hard to understand our opinion. Yeah, I'm not going to say we're fully anti-vaccine. You know, there's different, you know, that's sort of case specific. There's different situations where maybe you feel you might, you know, you might, might need to get a certain vaccine for a certain thing or whatever it might be. But... There is certainly lots and lots and lots of science, research, and understanding there to say that you don't need to get a bunch of useless vaccines. And especially the more and more and more the vaccines are being pushed into kids at younger and younger ages, you know, even into the pregnant mothers, you know, there needs to be some at least uh, questions here and some understanding as to what the differences really are. And especially with the flu shot, it just it raises so many easy questions because the flu shot, we're talking about something that isn't really too deadly or dangerous in the first place anyways, other than to, and this is what our post talked about, um, you know, other than to the, the you know, the, the really, you know, the aged or the sickly, right? So here we go. There we go. Here's our, here's our poll right there. So we've got that running. That's got now 418 votes in less than 24 hours. Um, and I have this poll up for a month. So there's a lot of time and I'll keep it kicking around for a while. Uh, as we go through, through in, and we, as we head into the winter, I should say. So it's at 87% no, 13% yes. And lots of good conversation and stuff like that over, um, over social media, especially on Facebook. Lots of different comments and, and other people responding as well too. And starting their own conversations and little break-off conversations, which is perfect and wonderful because we read and track all of them. And, uh, and put it into the larger conversation. And it's, uh, it was, it's great to see people being skeptical while being also responsible and intelligent. And this didn't have anybody going crazy. Nobody was yelling and screaming at one another going, oh, well, if you don't get it, you're going to make my... I think one person. One person tried the whole thing about trying to make a guilt trip everybody that was having an intelligent conversation and say that if we didn't get the flu vaccine and made somebody else sick, then we hope that, that she hopes. It was a woman, of course. I shouldn't say of course, but just the way that it was done is this old protective mother bullshit uh i could just tell you know just ah oh here we go and sure enough went right into the whole thing of uh oh well 
uh, I hope you all feel the guilt on your shoulders. I hope you all feel the full weight of the world, basically, on if you may, if you gave someone the flu. Gave someone the flu? Now, first off, this is trying to prove the whole herd immunity bullshit, which is completely disproven. The idea of if you don't have a vaccine and we all have vaccines, you're going to endanger somebody over on our side is, I it, look, if, if you can't understand the illogic to that, I got nothing much left to say to you, I don't think. I'm not going to waste my time. Uh, it, that's ridiculous. You have the fail-safe that you believe in, so I guess I am out in the desert left to die, right? By my own choice, by my own hand. So we, have to, we can have a different conversation here, but we can't have the conversation of you're going to hurt my side of the conversation with your non-herd immunity belief. No, that doesn't make sense. Not even in science or medicine 101, don't make sense. Eh, wrong, try again. So, okay, moving on. Let's just talk about the flu. What's the flu? Well, it ain't very dangerous. It's kind of dangerous to, once again, the aged, like if you're like 85, 90 or whatever, and sickly, right? If you've got cancer, if, you're, if your body is being depleted of all its nutrients, if your immune system is failing horribly because of something that your body is fighting, then yeah, you might want the flu vaccine to try to get your body used to the uh, the virus because the a real good strong strain of the flu might totally kill you. Yes. Then again, the flu vaccine, because it's made with recombinant flu uh, virus from last year and whatever else, and then yes, does have ingredients in it like formaldehyde, like aluminum, um, like uh, other tissue cells and stuff as well too sometimes. And yes, flu flu uh, strains from other years, especially uh, you know the last year. There's no telling exactly how that plays in any one individual, whether you're 95 or five, okay. And so the fact that we take this big huge gamble and push it, and this is big thing. It's free. It's free. It's free. Just go get it. Go get it. It's free. It's free. It's free. Well, ne well, never wanting to teach that it does have side effects and many people have been given worse flus and worse illnesses than you would ever really dream of getting the, the, the vaccine to, to prevent, you know what I mean? Like something that knocks you out for like a week plus when if, if you probably didn't get the vaccine and just caught some, you know, communal virus, you might be down for a couple days. I mean, nasty shit like that, but then all the other adverse side effects, you know, that can be neurological and physiological and so on and so forth. And the fact that there's a lot of data to, data to prove that, um, you know, and I'm not going to get into the whole history of other vaccines that I have even more data to prove other adverse effects. We're just going to talk about the flu shot here. But it's the other insanity is just this crazy thing about, oh, it's the flu season. And like, and it's like, it's like this really thing that they want people to be afraid of. Oh, it's the flu season? Give me a break. Yeah, so you, you drink your water. You know, you eat right. You eat your fruits and veggies. You know, you get your vitamin C. You get outside. You stay active. If you get a little sick, you get your bed rest. <laughs> Always, everybody, all the time, inundate yourself with different chemicals, and it doesn't really matter what the ingredients really are. You have to trust that the inundation of the chemicals in your body is going to keep you safe from the simple kinds of things that still, to this very day and age, the majority of four- and five-year-olds still usually live through. Of course. Unless they have extremely negligent parents or something. Unless they have the, uh, the the dude down the street here in Winnipeg that calls CFS because someone's walking down the street. Because uh, the kid's walking down the street. Yeah. That guy might be so retarded that he doesn't understand how to just cure a, co a cold for his kid or something. Maybe. That's a modern goofball. Don't be him. Don't be that guy. Don't, don't listen. <laughs> don't be so bullied by the state into, you know, here's how you have to raise it. You give them this many shots, you feed it this, you don't let it outside for this long, then you bring it back inside, and then it's uh, it's ridiculous. No, free-range children, please, and intelligent, responsible parents that understand such, and communities that back that up. Now, I was going to touch on a little bit of climate insanity here with the ongoing, uh, you know, of course, we have the polar ice growing even more exponentially, again, getting into the colder months this year. It's apparently growing about the size of Manhattan, uh, you know, every, 
Oh, I don't even know. I, I've heard a lot of different times, so I don't want to say too much right now and get myself in into some hot water here. Ha <laughs> ha, pun intended. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. But, uh, yeah, so geoengineering still on the table. We have geoengineers, once again, at large uh, climate talks around the world talking about spraying Earth's atmosphere again. That's been going on for years now, and they still keep talking about it. Um, so that's still on the table. Uh, carbon taxes are still, of course, coming through. Um, you know, and I just find that so funny that we got, you know, we got basically extremely high paid, like globalist scientists going around saying, well, it like, like, um, uh, like, um, David Keith and Ken Caldera, um, you know, go watch the world, uh, the, uh, the movies, what in the world are they spraying or why in the world are they spraying? Even if you don't believe it, that's fine. It might even be a thing that's just even more relevant in the future than it is even now. But... These men are like paid globalist shill scientists and they go around talking about how it would be perfectly okay to still possible to still want to put megatons of alumina in the earth's atmosphere at the same time your government here at home is saying we need to be able to tax like a whole bunch of different things to cut down on the carbon emissions here on the ground. At the same time, you got lunatics at the at the global scale saying, we really, really, really still like this idea of pouring a bunch of chemicals and metals and micro metals, nanoparticulate metals into the Earth's atmosphere. All at the same time. All at the same time. From the ground, total morons that are trying to like completely rip apart some of your livelihood here right on the ground. And then from up above, basically acting like James Bond film type uh, villains and saying that they would like to control Earth's weather and Earth's atmosphere. Okay? And of course, if you don't know about stratospheric aerosol geoengineering and chemtrails, I would say go do some research. I'm not saying that it might be everything that everybody always says that it is but it certainly is a worthwhile conversation and worthwhile taking a look into and i think because i just touched on it here at the end of this episode that means we're going to get into it again next episode so watch out for this next episode not what we're going to do on halloween on halloween we're going to do just some sort of halloween themed little broadcast it won't be a planting seeds broadcast that's only once a week so we will be back in one week with planting seeds for prairie truth number 47 uh, that will be next week sometime, but watch out for us on Halloween night coming up this Wednesday as we'll do a little broadcast of a different kind then. But before we get going... Uh, this person wants to know, what's up with the whole gender agenda? Ooh, that could keep me talking for a lot longer, So, and I, and I really I do have to get going here. Um, I like to keep this show roughly around an hour, but um, the gender agenda? Oh, well, let's just put it this way. Um... I don't know if if it's the same as so many other arguments, right? That want to combat science or combat common belief or combat history. If you want to differentiate from all those things, then fine, do so. You can have the freedom to do so, but don't ask everybody else to just give you your right away whenever you want it. Okay, like if you want to, if you want to uh, identify as a half man, half woman dung beetle then okay fine but that we're not going to build a washroom for you and okay fine if 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 you get the if you get the 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 tranny washroom built in whatever facility that you're currently nearby or in and they let in the tranny dung beetle as well too okay cool you're all good with them then but the system of always asking everybody else to just give up their own beliefs history comfortability because because you can just go, that's what I want, then no. I mean, that, that always presents problems and it will always continue to present problems. And I think the reason why uh, we see a very concerted effort by the left and by sort of, you know, the uh, a very globalist back type of, you know, like the left is, right? Antifa, you know, social justice warriors. They're all, they all really actually love a large part of what the, the globalist indoctrination really is. And so, or, and they're playing the role they've been given. Um, and so, you know, I think they're, they're really, um, into using that as a way to take over, you know, take over to norm, take over the norm, 
Um, you know, it just it helps destroy the family. Uh, it helps uh, it helps break down good morality, where people then have you know more that they want to stand up for for themselves. You know, it helps kind of break down the strong male as well too, uh, so on and so forth. So uh, I mean, those are just touching on some of the beginning parts of what that agenda really does and what it's really uh, you know manipulating its way into. But I think I'd have to say the rest I will leave for next time, and I will remember to uh, to talk a little bit more about uh, gender and you know gender issues, especially coming from the mouth of government and the mouth of the state um next episode so thank you everybody for tuning in here with our show tonight we had a great full live broadcast here on youtube and the same on facebook as well too and yes stay tuned for the beginning of winnipeg alternative media presenting our uh, our, our our planning seeds for prairie truth specifically I maybe will branch out into other podcasts in the future, but right now it'll at least be a podcast version of Planting Seeds for Prairie Truth available after every, shortly after every broadcast that we hope to start with this episode here tonight. So we hope that all goes smooth. And if it does, we will make sure to share the links around with everybody. Of course, you can always find us on Twitter and on Instagram at WPG Alt Media. And of course, for those watching on Facebook, you can find us on YouTube. And for those watching on YouTube, you can always find us on Facebook as well, too, with different broadcasts and different shows sometimes going off in between one or the other. So again... From my camera woman, Mandy, and your host here, Tom McDougall. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Planning Seeds for Prairie Truth here tonight. We are Winnipeg Alternative Media, and this is and always will be the Prairie Truth.